Welcome to Watershed's April podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of programme here at Watershed. Over the past few editions, I have touched on some of the issues that digital is having on the film and cinema world. So I was very interested to read this from a recent masterclass given by writer-director Paul Schrader. We are in a total systemic change in the definition of a motion picture. 2013 is more or less like 1913. We're making it all up again. Very little we've learned in the last 100 years of cinema is of very much use anymore. End of quote. Dramatic, profound and most definitely true. If you think about the first 20 years of cinema, you can see that it was a rich period of exploration, experimentation and innovation. Not only with this new form of celluloid, but with how and where it was presented. Whilst Miles was taking us to the moon, the Lumieres were screening films at factories and fairs. Famously in Russia, not only were directors like Vertov and Eisenstein exploring the radical possibilities of editing, but also trains were used as mobile cinemas, taking filmed images across the huge country. However, as capitalism has a knack of doing, it wants not only to monetize but to simplify things, streamline and control the process of production and consumption. And so the Hollywood studio system evolved and shaped the way in which films were made and shown. 35mm was the settled format. A studio hosted not only the space to make the films, but the people needed to make them. The same studios would then get the films out to cinemas, who in their part had been defined as large auditoriums, similar to theatres. Indeed, they were referred to as picture palaces. This system has largely dominated film from the 1930s to the present day. However, the impact of digital is radically challenging and changing this, as Schrader has just realised. His discovery was through his experience of his most recent film, The Canyons, which was made on a fraction of a US movie budget, and now will be given a multi-platform release, rather than the old industry model of a cinema release, followed by a DVD six months later, followed by video on demand six months after that. The projected image in a dark room is a very 20th century notion. We're entering into the post-theatrical era, reflected Mr Schrader. Of course, regular listeners will remember me saying that it is in the theatrical moment that film comes to define itself. You can look at Velasquez's Las Meninas in a book, on a postcard, online, but it is only when you stand in front of the actual painting that you realise its significance, power and impact that the artist intended. So with films which are made for the cinema. I think this may well come to be a category in itself in the post-digital era. As technology allows more films to be made and shown online, there will, I think, come a point when filmmakers will start to think about the image in relationship to size of screen and also context of screening. Some may well come with the tagline, this is a cinematic film. The other aspect to a cinema screening is the impact for the director. I talk to a lot of filmmakers and the one thing that connects them all is the aspiration to have their film screened in a cinema, sometimes described as a proper cinema. The flip side is also true. For a cinema programmer, film curator, it is a great experience to be able to screen a film in the cinema of a filmmaker you have followed and or championed. So I take a little pride in screening Flying Blind this month. 
Flying Blind is the third and final of the original eye features made in Bristol over the past two years. They were set up by Chris Mall at the then Southwest screen, and the ambition was twofold to provide a low budget feature film scheme to develop talent in Bristol and also to showcase Bristol on screen. A few years ago at Encounters Festival, Bristol based producer Alison Sterling was looking for a women director to partner up with with a view to applying for eye features. A few of us in the festival recommended Hanoi Warsaw, a shot by Polish director Kasia Klimkiewicz. Alison saw the film, liked what she saw, and it so happened that Kasia was at the festival and they met at Watershed Bar. Three years later, and the fruits of the partnership can be seen at Watershed Cinema this month. The film stars Helen McCrory as a successful aerospace engineer who throws her professional reserve aside when she falls for a younger Algerian-French student, only to find herself suspicious and under suspicion. It is an absorbing, well-acted emotional thriller, and filmed by a Polish cinematographer, it provides a refreshing cinematic depiction of Bristol. Flying Blind opens on Friday the 12th of April. Filmic, our festival in partnership with St George's, exploring the creative connections across film and music, continues this month with Italian-Sudanese singer-songwriter Amira Kier presenting a brand new live score to Ernst Lubitsch's brilliant 1920 adventure film One Arabian Night. Douglas Hart, founding member of the Jesus and Mary chain, will be screening his music video work for the likes of Paul Weller, Primal Scream and Manic Street Preachers before DJing in the cafe bar. The brunch screening this month are picked by musician Will Gregory and include... Morricone's blistering score to Ponte Corvo's Battle of Algiers. Finally, the Smith Quartet, the UK's leading interpreters of Philip Glass, perform the complete glass string quartets, including the legendary Mishima Quartet No. 3, a reworking of music originally written for the score to Paul Schrader's remarkable 1985 film based on the life of Japanese author Yukiya Mishima. Beginning and ending with Schrader was, I assure you, satisfyingly coincidental. That's all for this month.